Okay, I was just testing to see how much uh, ukulele BS I could make sound like. Hey, well, maybe he's going somewhere with that. Maybe he's got like a, maybe this is like a style to play with a slightly out of tune uke and just play a series of these sort of minor slash seventh chords back and forth to give us the illusion that he's got some sort of artistry. When actually... <laughs> There was no, uh, no, uh, hey, look, listen to, well, okay, I was going to say welcome to, but oddly enough, the, the true subconscious goal, uh, was, was, uh, <clears throat> emitted from my vocal apparatus when I said listen to you noodles, but of course you're already listening, otherwise we wouldn't be having this conversation. So, uh, welcome to you noodles, and while you're here, why not listen to it? I mean, why have it on? Unless you're just trying to sleep or something. Which, if you are, wake up. Okay, that was a terrible thing to do. And I'm not beyond doing it again, but let's hope I don't have to. Look, I want you to just right now know I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> I'm not here to annoy you. This is not Uke Noodles, a jump scare broadcast. It's not. So that was the only... I guarantee you, this is my pledge to you. This is episode one of Uke Noodles. And, of course, there will be hundreds. Dare I say thousands? This, what you experienced just now, was the one and only jump scare you will ever have. Now, I am struggling with this ukulele, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a little story about... This little ukulele that's going to make you cry. Not really. It's not. It's, there's no emotion, and I'm not even sure you'll be interested. But here's the deal. What is uke noodles? That's what you're saying. You're going, okay, what? Is this, what, are you going to teach me something? Or are you going to do interviews with people? What, you know, what's, and what's a uke noodle anyway? Well, all right. You have a lot of questions. And that's Okay. That chord, however, not okay. But the whole point of uke noodles is truly an exploration into the uke. An exploration! It's not a definitive exposition on the ukulele. Oh, sure, I have, I have my opinions on things. You know, of all the controversy, the uke controversy. There's no uke controversy, I don't think. <clears throat> so, uh, so what do I mean by exploration? So I am a huge ukulele enthusiast, and I have been since 2010. Uh, this may sound overdramatic, but the ukulele truly changed the direction of my life in several ways. Do tell, Bob. Oh, all in good time, my friend. All in good time. How about now? Okay. No, I'm not going to get into the long story. You see, we have, to, we have to sprinkle these stories in. Guys, I can't start with the po first podcast and tell you every ukulele-related story. That would be insane. So let me tell you the story. You know, actually, we have a, I just, it just occurred to me, we have a very unique situation here. I actually did a test recording, a test recording of the, what would be the first... Um, uh, first episode of this, it was before I was calling it Uke Noodles or anything, but I was at my home in Los Angeles, California. Let's call it Hollywood. 
live from Hollywood, it's Uke Noodles with Bob Doyle. Well, we'll have to hire a new announcer, obviously. Anyway, I was doing it. But here's the thing. What's the big difference between doing it there and doing it here? Here, Where's here, Bob? Well, I'll tell you. Atlanta, Georgia. This is where I, I was born and raised, Atlanta, Georgia. And up until four years ago, I lived here exclusively. But then I moved out to uh, Los Angeles and, uh, and brought with me all my ukuleles. That was one of the things I would not leave behind in a cross-country move. But I, moved, I, I brought all my ukuleles. Uh, however, I could not bring all of... I should say I didn't bring them all. I, I, uh, I kept possession of them all. You know, didn't like give them away or anything. So they stayed, some of them stayed in storage and I would sneak them back couple of, uh, at a time, you know, when I visit. <clears throat> However, one that I never brought back with me was actually the first ukulele I ever purchased, which I'm now going to open from this case that is way too big for it. This is a tenor case, and the first one I purchased was... I'm going to turn off this fan. All right. <clears throat> But this was the first one I purchased, and the story goes like this, ladies and gentlemen, and, and I'm sorry for that noise. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm doing this on my phone, just straight up on my phone with no external microphone, and, uh, you know, the, the intention for the, for the podcast is something different. But again, the opportunity that we have here is unique, and that, and that being that the very first ukulele I ever bought is sitting in my hands right now, and it, is not, it did not go with me to Los Angeles. And I really actually, I'm looking at it now, and literally, there are cobwebs in it, okay? It is an, ev- an, o- an evasion, no, it's an ovation, and it, you can hear it's got kind of a plastic back, and if you're familiar with the ovation style, it's, it's, it's a curved back. It's still got, I'm sure, the same strings that it came with uh, when I first purchased it. It's... Uh, you know, I'm not even sure. I, I, and I'm going to say this too. I'm a uke enthusiast. I'm not a ukulele expert. Meaning, I've got all these ukuleles. I couldn't tell you what wood's on them. Except for my acacia. My Kala Acacia Tenor. And the reason I know is because the word acacia is in all of the marketing in the title on the uke. So, pretty easy for me to remember. But this one here, I don't know. Uh... Yeah, I can't, and my I, I don't have my readers on, so I can't even read inside the label. But the point is, this was like a $75 starter uke. And uh, the way that it came into my life was that uh, my then wife and I were at a Jimmy Buffett concert, the one and only one I have and probably ever will attend. Now look, don't get me started with Jimmy Buffett questions. That's just not what this is about. But he comes out and, of course, plays some song on the uke. I don't know one of the many that could be done. And uh, she uh, leans over and says, well, wouldn't it be fun to have a uke in the house or whatever? And I was thinking, yes. And her birthday was coming up. So I've actually purchased two, one for me, one for her, thinking we'll learn these together. Well, that didn't actually happen. But uh, but I had this. I, got, I had this uke, the very one I'm holding in my hands right now with the very strings that it came with. And when you listen to it... I'll try and get a little bit more in tune, but but it's going to be tricky. 
it's just not a, it's just it's just not a very high quality and I'm sure that if I if I um change out the strings it would be worlds better. So I don't want to blame the Uke 100% and one day I will change them out just to see if I can make this thing sound a lot better. Because there is this great sentimental value because it's my first Uke. But but you know, my ears, I've been a musician my whole life and I cannot deal with out of tune instruments. I'm sorry ladies and gentlemen, this is something you're going to learn about me as you as you listen to this as I stop talking. And start noodling. Which, look, that's going to come. You have to have the introductory podcast. You have to. And there's going to be more talking on this one. But I'll stop shortly. And I don't want you to think that this podcast is going to be about talking because it's not. I have the Bob Doyle show for that. That's another podcast. So, as we get to know one another here, I invite you to check out the Bob Doyle show podcast. And the Bob Doyle show in general. This program here is an offshoot of that because uh, the ukulele is such a part of who I am and what I'm about and what I enjoy doing. And people who watch the Bob Doyle show enjoy it when I, well, I, I won't say across the board. Let me put it there. Let me, refer, let me be honest with you. This one guy said, no, I'm kidding. I've gotten a lot of feedback about the uke stuff on there, but I don't necessarily want the Bob Doyle show to be a ukulele show. Plus, I really don't want to have a podcast about me performing a bunch of songs. That's not what it's for. It's uke noodles is really about... Because here's how I do my day when it comes to the ukulele. At the end of the day, I'll pick up my uke, and I will just uh, either work on learning a new song, and I'm going to talk about that and give you resources for that if you're interested. And we're and that is one of the, some of the things we're going to talk about. If, if I'm talking, I'm going to talk about things like how, I, how do I approach memorizing a song? You know, how am I, how am I exploring my um, technical abilities with the uke? How am I getting more uh, brave with trying things? What's, what, what mindset has shifted? Because I'm telling you, over the past year, I guess, somewhere, somewhere in the last year, after uh, six years of playing, and I, I'm certainly improving, I had a, a significant flip of a switch where, in, in my mind anyway, out of it, Totally up to you. But of course, you don't have anything to compare it to. So I'm just going to tell you for sure. My, there's something about my approach to playing that is more fun, more connected with the uke, and I'm able to improvise more and, and come, up with, um, come up with progressions that I could actually turn into songs. And it's happening more by accident. And the point is, my, like my fingers will just... And not always. You're going to hear where I land very poorly. When I explore those things, very poorly indeed, much like at the beginning of this show. But every now and then, you land on something that's like, "Wow, that was a nice gift." And I'm not even crediting like I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It's just a flow. You're into a flow, and your fingers are going somewhere else. And I've always wanted that in an instrument. You know, when I was a piano player, uh, more a keyboard player, I guess. And I still, you know, I just envy these people who can sit down and just express themselves in the moment. Like, this is what I'm thinking musically, and here it is, coming right out my fingers. Right? Like, they're so connected with the instrument that all they have to do is think it and it flows, and the technical aspects of it aren't even an issue. It's truly that they can channel any music they hear in their head through a keyboard. I want that. But I'm beginning to feel like that ability on the uke is, 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 is coming. It's, it's a, such a small seed. But I'm starting to explore um, 
melody lines. Like one of my all-time, you know, go-to plays um, has has been Autumn Leaves. And, and I've played it a million different ways. When I first started playing the ukulele, everything I was doing was like this. Something that that sort of, whatever that is. Because I was trying to get away from the... You know, uh... Trying to get away from that just standard ukulele, uh, and so I had I had some sort of a syncopated whatever with everything I did. You can go back and look at those early videos if you're interested on YouTube at YouTube.com/slash/boundless, I believe. And there's like there's a lot of stuff on that page that isn't ukulele, but I've got a whole series called the Bathrobe Sessions, and that's the uh, the Bathrobe Sessions is where I really started to be, uh, explore a style of my own. Like, um, that wasn't that whole syncopated thing and really trying to feel into it. So that's kind of an interesting, uh, progression to watch if you just, but, but even from the end of that, I believe anyway, that I, that I have made a lot of what I want to be progress in my mind. And so this isn't about impressing anybody with my ability because that, you know, compared to many, many other ukes, uke players out there, well, this it's nothing impressive. It's, but it, for me, it's like, hey, I'm going in the direction I want to go. And I guess if there's anything I'd like to inspire for people who are uh, uke players or want to be uke players or just want to get better, who might be listening to this podcast for whatever your twisted reasons are. You know, that, that, that uh, sharing part of my exploration um, into this might be helpful or some insight. And I, you know, and if this turned into something where I'm going to create... A, uh, a Facebook community for this. I'll do a few episodes first, see if, if I can get anybody uh, sort of engaged in it. Starting a podcast is not easy. I've, I've got several, and building, a, building an audience takes a lot of, of uh, intention and activity. So as I record this right now, you know, nobody even knows. A couple people know it's coming, and that's it. So who knows when you might actually hear this. As I record this, I'll just share with you that the date is what Thursday, April sixth, and uh, and I'll probably publish it today, but you probably won't find it for quite some time. So it'll be interesting when uh, when the audience begins to catch up, and I can actually start getting some feedback or whatever. But anyway, so but so autumn leaves. So I did it like that, and then for a long time, then I started to do a lot of. start exploring now. I think I'm jumping the gun timeline. So that kind of stuff has been over the past year or so where I think the biggest thing, the biggest difference between when I started playing the uke and what I do now is I throw any sort of metronome out the window. When I would do open mics, it was so, you know, tall and tan and young and lovely, that girl from, you know, and I really bar- uh, lounged it up. But it was all like that. I mean, the cadence was so rigid. Now, at the time, I thought, hey, I'm doing that syncopated stuff. This is revolutionary, right? I mean, for open mics, certainly not in the world of ukulele musicianship. But, you know, most people go to open mics and they're singer-songwriters and, you know, they're good. But it's guitar and it's, you know, you go, okay, I get that. And then a uke player pops up. And back then, it was a lot more unique. There's probably a ton more now than there were. But now it's about when I'll do Girl from Ipanema. And it's really about also 
Like, there's no one version I have of any particular song anymore. Like, I played Girl from Ipanema that way over and over for years, and now it could be... Like, so, you know, I mean, that kind of thing, or it could be even just slower. Tongue tan, young and lovely, that girl from Ipanema goes walking and... You know, that kind of stuff. The, 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 I'm, I'm telling you, I am OCD on the tuning, so get used to it. Um, and, and when I get back, I'll have my, my better... When I get back to uh, Los Angeles... I will have uh, my better ukes, quite frankly. No offense, you guys. Well, a little, I guess. Now, with this, with this, I have I have since put down my um, my first uh, ukulele. I'm now holding my the things I've been playing recently are on my Kala concert, and I think it's a spruce top. I that's what I want to say, and it's got this really bright sound, which is great and percussive. But every time, and it has been living here in Atlanta at this friend of mine's house where I stay when I, when I come into town. And so I pick it up when I'm here, and it always takes me a good, like, 30 minutes. That may be over-exaggeration, but a good 10 to 15, especially when I first get here, to get it, first of all, in tune correctly, and then to find my touch with it. So that it gets the, you know, that it, it just gets the tone I want and the intonation. I find out, oh yeah, this string, like it all just, I have to lock in, you know, but with my, with my tenors at home, uh, I don't, it, they're a little bit more consistent, but I would ideally like to have all of my ukes with me at all times. I love them all for what they are. I have, uh, in the, in the world of unusual uke, I have the pocket uke. Uh, also a kala. I have several kalas. The pocket uke is a very, very, very small. And it is a bugger to play with any kind of intonation. It's, I wouldn't call it a toy. It's certainly not priced like one. But I have not quite found, um, I think I played my best with it when I first got it. And now when I pick it up, it just takes me too long to find any kind of intonation. And I have big fingers and that thing is way too small, but it was a gift and it was a great gift. Because, of course, who wouldn't want one of those things in their collection? Like, I would like a U-Bass one day, right? Um, which is, by, for those, the uninitiated, a large ukulele that looks like a bass. And I've always wanted to, I haven't even played one. But those strings that they use are like these big rubber bands, and I'm just, I'm wildly curious. I think I would love it. I think I would start doing all sorts of multi uh multi-track like video type recordings and use that bass line because I do think in bass lines a lot. Um, anyway, all right, I, I digress. Uh, so yeah, when I get back, I'll have those ukes. So the, again, the idea of this is of this show normally is not to have me talk nonstop. Sometimes you're going to turn it on and all you're going to hear is the uke. Because it's really just... Because here's what's driving me crazy about this. Because as I explore these, these uh, getting better, and I learn new things, I actually I want to share them with people. But I also want to share the process. I mean, I don't know who's going to be interested in hearing me basically practice. That's, in essence, what you're doing. 
But but I think about that and I go, well, look, if there was somebody whose skill level I respected on any level, I might very well might want I'm that was worded poorly. I very well might want to listen to their process and also to hear how the process works. Like if you listen to somebody who's doing something really well and uh, and you assume, wow, I, you know, I'm not as good as them because they're playing a lick or something that you couldn't play right now. Well, the only thing, the difference is they worked on that lick. They worked on that technique. I, For one, I'm writing songs for myself that challenge me. Um, here's an example that I'm sure that I will. It, like, I can play this normally in my sleep, but now that I'm calling attention to it. freaking out but the idea is there was a the the uh second line whatever this it took me practicing it over and over i was going i was sitting on the back porch over and over to get it into my because i was a mess it's not even that hard of a lick, guys. It's not that impressive. You don't listen to that and go, wow, he is shredding that thing. Right? But it's that whole, like, just hearing that, yeah, that, you know, they got to practice too. And I'm not, please, I, and this is the last time I hope I'm going to stop this stupid disclaimer of, I'm not saying I'm as good as. So let's just get rid of that right now. I'm just a guy who loves the uke. I don't even classify my skill level because skill level goes uh, infinitely. <laughs> so, you know, wherever you are is where you are. And if you enjoy it, then it's the perfect skill level. And, and, and you know, is it fun to want to get better? For me, absolutely. And so I just see a trajectory of my skill level going up the more I consistently practice. See, you might hear me... is still my bugaboo that I made that up it's you know it's it's just basically it's more or less just a scale exercise really I mean it's not I'm, yes I could make it into a song you know grandma's out in cornfield looking at some food we all said she was crazy and really really rude right I couldn't do that but that's what I'm working on and it's not Here's an example of how you would hear me practice and all this. So this is a, it's just basically these notes. Nope. It's harder to play when you're doing it like that because I programmed this. Well, well, you know how it is when you're getting conscious about something. But that doesn't roll. That doesn't, that's not smooth. That's not right. I haven't broken it up correctly. The, the way that I'm doing it, I'm, I'm making it harder on myself. I'm either trying to strum every note with my right hand, which is, I'm, uh, it's slow, 
And I don't know whether I need to just work on my picking faster, like it doesn't need to be picked, or do I need to, you know, um, what's the word? Is, is slur the right word in this conversation? Um, this is all of a sudden that just sounds so wrong, but you know, so it's, but like do hammer offs or something and hammer ons instead of trying to pick every single string. I haven't found it yet. And that's where I just, I don't know what I don't know. Cause I'm not a trained like guitar player or anything like that. So I have to find that. And that's the kind of thing that I would be doing on this podcast, you know, and, and if I get a success, I'll say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Right. And then the other, the other part of this podcast that I want to do, and I'm going to just say this right now, quite honestly, because I have to explore this. Some of what I, the other thing that I'm up to in, in trying to get better with the uke is singing these songs, these standards. I love playing standards. That's my jam. And it just is, is it's, I think it's what it, my voice lends itself to, you know, those, those kind of baritone crooner type voices. That's the feedback I get. And I want, and I want to develop that. Right. And so I'm, I'm learning all of these songs, memorizing them and, and, and all of that and, and working on playing them. And I'd like to be able to do that on this podcast. Quite frankly, I think we have uh, potential copyright issues. So I have to look into that. If I can't practice those songs on this uh, podcast, well, it changes it changes uh, what I wanted the podcast to be because I truly wanted to be able to turn it on and do anything. But I would still I, then I would just go back to making it all right. Well, it's a it's a purely um, creative exploration type of of podcast, and and I am absolutely not opposed to it evolving, however it evolves um, into an interview show or a combination of performances and interviews and the noodling. I, it doesn't matter to me. I just want it to be fun uh, for me to do and fun for you to listen to. You know, and something that I can do pretty much on the spur of the moment, because that's when I'm when I especially the noodling part that is uh, inspired, and that's why this this is not a live uh, podcast like most of my other broadcasting endeavors, because I want to be able to just hit record, and you know I'm going to be pretty uh, honest with um, sharing them. In other words, I, it's not that's necessarily that I'm going. Oh well, I don't think I knocked it out of the park. I'm not going to share that. Uh, podcast. I might share some that I think are musically duds, but if they truly just don't inspire me at all, if I actually think there's nothing to be gleaned from them, then then, then that's the bit, that's the um, flexibility I have of not doing it live, uh, and and just uploading podcasts that I think will uh, inspire value. And if I end up doing it enough and consistently, I will certainly put this podcast on a regular schedule. Um, it could be weekly. It could be more because I truly, my whole idea was I love to do this every day. And if you ask me why I'll say, right. So how frequently I do it has yet to be seen because I do have a lot of other things going on in my life as well. I can't just sit around here and do ukulele podcasts all the time. All right, well, I'm actually going to wrap this one up uh, not, uh, with uh, not a lot of fanfare musically. But look, I, I invite you to, uh, between this podcast and the next one, which will absolutely be more musical, um, go check out my YouTube channel um, at uh, youtube.com slash boundless and seek out the, the, the ukulele stuff. I've got all sorts of things out there. That will give you an idea of, <laughs> even though it's not that recent, um, sort of the energy of the space in which I play in the uke. And even though it's not exactly that anymore, 
it's definitely an evolved version of that. It's all about relaxing into the performance. And I think, I think uh, as, as I am actually saying this sentence, I'm getting clarity that a lot of this, um, a lot of what I'm also trying to hone in this podcast is performance, not just technical ability. The ability to, to play technically, but also in a way that will hopefully engage um, the listener musically, right? And I know that that is something that I don't think I did at all uh, when I first started. It was just about getting the chords right, not forgetting the words, so for some reason sticking to that metronome. And now it's so much more fun to be expressive with it and take my time on a song. It's not the pale moon. Da da dum bum. Bum bum. Bum bum But before, I'm playing it at some, you know, meter. And so there's no time for the lyrics to land. There's no time for me to look into the eyes of somebody in the audience, even musically. I mean, what I mean by that is like, you can look into the eyes of your audience, even if you're not on video. Ooh, that's deep, Bob. That is some zen. And on that, I will leave you until the next time. I guess I at least should be strumming something to end this podcast. But the problem is... I can't fade or anything like that. I just, I can't end it like that. I can't, I can't have done this whole podcast and then give you this out of tune, ridiculous, poorly ad-libbed, what, closing theme? I can't do that to you. Sure I can. <laughs>